Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mimic, the podcast by mortgage marketers for mortgage marketers, where we interview and get to know some of the best marketers in the industry, talking about different trends, topics, and ways to really improve your mortgage lending business for uh, your company to help them grow and, and do whatever it is that you guys need to do. Uh, and we have a wonderful guest today, Sarah Weber, who is the sales innovation and marketing manager for Renaissance Bank and specifically for the marketing division. So, uh, Sarah, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Jeff. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. Happy to, to make this happen. So uh, let's jump right in. We'll get to kind of know you along the, the road here today. But, you know, I thought let's just kind of kick things off. What's the number one thing? Um, in your opinion, that mortgage marketers should be doing that they're not doing today? Sure. I think that, um, that that's a loaded question for sure, just depending on where you are in the mortgage world, uh, whether it be the bank space and independent. Um, but my, my primary goal and my team's primary goal is to focus on our originators. So as long as you're focusing on them and you're coming up and developing strategies for them to be successful, um, I think that that's where we lose sight oftentimes as marketers is we can get caught up and yes, we, we need to have analytics. We need to see what we um, are providing for our customers, but at the same time as a marketer, my customer is my loan officers. So making sure that we're serving them and we're providing them with everything that they need and developing strategies that we can we can show we're generating revenue we're generating applications um so so focusing on your customer is the biggest thing yeah your customer being the lo is what exactly and yeah. yeah that's that's beautiful because i think a lot of marketers get caught in other projects that come up all the time and they're and they're typically really good things to be doing but sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees and uh forget that you know really this whole business is about making loans happen and the loans come through the loan officers so everything that you can do to make them successful is 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 the right thing to be doing i love that that's awesome um exactly. what are some yeah what are some of the things that you guys do like you pride yourself on in helping your los then Sure. So I think, you know, providing them with tools is, is a big deal, but listening to them, because oftentimes me as a marketer, um, while I, I do consider myself a, a true banker, but um, as a marketer in the, the banking and mortgage space, you lose sight of, of that customer. Oftentimes I don't interact with the customers anymore. So making sure that our loan officers have the tools to take you know, to generate loans initially, and then to make sure that we have um, a, a good process to execute. So, um, you know, I think systems and software, obviously that is a big deal for me and my team. Um, but then beyond that, making sure that we can provide them with good strategies. And, and of course that depends on what channel you're in, whether you're a direct to consumer channel, um, whether you're in the wholesale space or your retail. Um, so being able to pivot and shift and make sure that you're you're providing good tools and of course you know digital is is where we are and um, in large part that's where my team focuses. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, thinking about the fact that the process for a loan officer or for a borrower 
in dealing with your LO is, is part of marketing and part of this innovation and sales strategy is all about that overall experience. It's not just getting new applications or getting eyeballs in the door. It's, it's that whole customer journey that you have. And so you're, you're looking at it from, from that perspective, it seems. Yes, absolutely. And, and being able to realize that, um, home buyers at this point could be Gen Z, or it could be someone that's, you know, buying their, their last forever home. So being able to fit the need of, of your audience and your consumer is a big deal. Um, you know, we, we have all of the tools at our fingertips these days, but some people still want a very hands-on approach. Um, they want their hand held. And so being able to execute on that loan officer's audience and, and making sure that they have a good process, no matter who the borrower may be. Yeah, I love that. And thinking about, you know, technology and different processes that, that match or meet all those really unique customer needs, right? You mentioned a couple different, uh, you know, types of, of borrowers there, the Gen Z's, the millennials, the, you know, your, our boomers out there. Um, they all have different needs and finding technology or processes that, that fit all those, uh, unique needs and, and helping the loan officers determine, you know, what it is, what that their borrowers really need. That could be a challenging task, right? Oh, certainly. Um, you know, a, a thing that I think is, is interesting and, and funny is, you know, I'm in the South and while a large majority of the South is developed and we are in 2021 together, there are certain places in my footprint where I hear borrowers don't have the internet uh, or they don't have an email address. So while that sounds crazy to you and I, that still exists in certain places. So yes, that is, that is a huge deal to be able to re realize, at least in my area, um, what that looks like for any and all consumers. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. And, and having the empathy for those, those borrowers, they need to be served as well, right? We can't just say, oh, you don't have the internet or you don't have an email. Sorry, not interested in doing business with you. Th those, those individuals, every borrower matters, right? Exactly. Yep. And that, you know, that's of course what we're here to do is to provide the American dream home ownership for for you know all of our consumers and and anybody that you can help in that space it benefits all of us you know i mean our our net worth is tied into being a homeowner and as we continue to push in that effort you know it's helping your neighbor and and that's exactly what we need to do i love it that's you, you got a great mindset there and and you know the the empathy is your empathy is shining through and that's awesome um, I, I can tell you just a really quick story about not having internet or anything. Back in 20, uh, 2010, I was working for a company called MortgageBot and um, was talking with a banker in Southwest Texas, kind of more of a rural location. And I sat down there in, in their office and the guy looked at me across, you know, the cross table and said, Joe, I really like what you're talking about. This was all about online 1003s at the time. And he goes, but you know, I got to tell you, my, my customers like to meet me face to face and I'm not really sure this whole internet thing is going to last <laughs> or it's not going to stick around. And it was just a really <laughs> funny conversation, um, you know, where we're at 10 years now here in the future, how prevalent uh, the the internet is and, and online applications. But it's good to, re good to remember that there are still people that, that don't have access or are not comfortable utilizing those, those online needs and being able to provide them an experience uh, for a more uh, uh, analog experience. So very cool. Yep, 
Exactly. Um, tell me really quick, just some of the like, you know, favorite technologies that you guys use uh, for for your LOs and dealing with their borrowers and, and helping to kind of manage the process. What are some of the things you guys are, are enjoying there? Sure. You know, of course, it, it starts at, at the lead for certain channels, our direct to consumer channel. Um, and, and we're mostly dealing with vendors on that side of it. But once you get to the point of sale, um, that's really where the engagement with the consumer is a huge deal is being able to streamline that process. So um, at Renaissance, we use Blend for our point of sale systems and we've been extremely happy with them. Um, that has been a tool that I think our originators have really grown to love and appreciate and 99% of all of our loans run through that system. Um, but then more so than that, we, we actually start from the sales side in Salesforce. So we've um, customized our Salesforce instance pretty intensely and it, and it is not a uh, micromanaging system. That's not the intention, but um, establishing a marketing campaign for that consumer right at the first conversation is a big deal. And statistically, your conversion goes up significantly. So being able to email that consumer and, and stay in front of them all while saying, click here to begin your application. Those have been two major things that have, you know, increased our conversion from app or from lead to app and then from app to close. So um, those two blend and, and then Salesforce have really helped in that. And, and those are two systems that you can track those numbers and you can see where you're failing and where you need to do better. Um, you know, I think LOSs are important, but they're becoming less and less important to some degree. Um, you know, I think as far as time management goes, that is where LOSs could, could improve or at least certain ones can. Um, but beyond that, I mean, my two main focuses are certainly making sure that your point of sale system is running well and it is a place where everybody can, can centrally locate everything. You can see where you are in the process and then having a good sales and lead management tool. Matt, those are two critical roles and I, I know both those well and I think that you've made a great choice and it sounds like uh, your consumers love it too when you have 99% of all your loans coming through Blend. That's, that speaks a testament to the, the ease of use there. And um, just as, as big of a part of the process as it is for you guys. So that's that's amazing. Um, and so you guys do a lot of like kind of just kind of switching gears back to supporting your loan officers a little bit. Um, so obviously you have technology that helps them. Um, but you guys also provide, I'm assuming, I know you and I talked a little bit before this, but uh, you provide a lot of help for your loan officers um, in terms of marketing and a different support. I'm sure training and things like that as well. But how do you determine, you know, where to focus your time with your LOs and how do you kind of um, figure out your biggest bang for the buck, calculating ROIs, things like that for your LO uh, marketing time and money? Yeah, for me personally, um, whenever we onboard a new originator, I want to know a few key things. I want to know. Um, where are you getting your business from? Is Are, are you um, primarily a, a builder LO or are you working a lot in um, developments and, and working closely with several builders in your area? Are you 
um, you know, do you have a handful of realtors that are, are committed with you to making, um, you know, their customers happy? So knowing where their business is, is coming from, what are their referral sources? And then building on that, um, you know, I think that that is a, a baseline and a place where you can see how you need to develop that strategy. Um, and then from there, of course, after your referral partners, you, you have to start looking at reaching consumers. Um, and so I, I have a tendency to push more towards the, the digital side and focusing on um, SEO, certain, certain people with social media, of course. Um, and, and those two are places where I think that we oftentimes overlook. Um, it's becoming more and more seen, but, but that's just been in the last couple of years. Um, but, but the strategy side of it, you have to make sure that you're understanding where your loan officers are receiving their business from and then developing around that. I think that's so critical, right? You got to meet people where they are, right? So <laughs> I, I love that you, you kind of break it down between, all right, I'm a, I'm a builder business LO, I'm a realtor referral business LO, I'm a consumer direct LO, and you have different paths and different plans that you take these individual LOs down uh, to help support them in their unique way of doing business. That's, that's critical. Um, exactly. That's so cool. Do you get, do you have, I'm, I'm curious, like <laughs> I'm imagining, you know, Sarah, you're opening up this big uh, folder with, all right, here's my, okay. You're a builder business guy. Let me just flip to this you know, tab. And like, let me show you the playbook that we have here. I mean, do you, do you guys get that specific with your segmentation of your LOs? Or do you kind of just create a, you know, one, it, it sounds like it's definitely not a one size fits all, but do you kind of put them into different buckets and support them the same? Or do you kind of go to each LO and create a unique business plan from a marketing perspective for each one of them? Yes, absolutely. So I would say generally as a whole, I have a, a strategy for, for newer loan officers that are just now kind of developing their book of business. I, I typically have a go-to strategy there. Um, I have one for those that primarily focus on business, or, or excuse me, on builders. And that actually is, is one of the more recent strategies. We've brought on a really great producer in Georgia and she's really, really close with a lot of builders in that area. So she and I did sit down and we developed a, a six point strategy of how we were gonna make sure that those builders now know that she's a Renaissance bank and what we offer and the services and products that set us apart. So um, yes, I think that there is a, pla a place that I usually start for newer individuals in the business, but people that are more established that are you know originating high volume and, and know their, their customer, I try to develop a more custom approach. Makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have different strategies that you'll use for each LO, but it sounds like you do get really specifically with each one. So every new LO or every LO you have, you know, regular meetings, whether that's every week, every six months, every six weeks, whatever it is, it sounds like you get really in touch with each of them to make sure that your, your team is supporting them the best that you can. We do. And, and yes, I mean, I have standing uh, meetings with our top producers and their marketing assistants. Their marketing assistants work closely with my team to make sure that they're representing the brand properly and that we're supporting them, um, you know, from a, a larger scale. But um, we have standing meetings with all of our top producers. And then in addition to that, we, we focus on 
um, connecting with their production managers, getting needs, and then, you know, sitting in front of them on a quarterly basis saying, okay, what did we do well last quarter? Here's the numbers. Here's the applications we generated. And what can we do next quarter to do better? That's super cool. I love that. Uh, I mean, and you know, I, I think it's, it's funny. You, you, you've said a couple of times, and this is really common thread across every company out there is your top producers really drive a bulk of the business, right? It, I think it's pretty standard that 20% of LOs do 80% of the business. So you're smart to kind of segment your time where you're going to make the biggest bang for your buck because you don't have um, enough time, unfortunately. And I think every company would love to be able to support everyone equally but you got to go where the money is as well. So that's, that's super smart. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you, you brought up a minute ago though, and I, I want to explore it really briefly um, or longer if you want to, but you talked about SEO paid ads and social media, and it's kind of an emerging aspect of your business. Um, and, you know, in terms of that's where your consumers, your referral agents, your builders, maybe not builders as much, but, you know, that's where a lot of our um, potential referrers and consumers are. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, how much of a push are you getting from your LOs to get support on that? Um, are, are there still a lot of resistance from some people? Oh, I don't want to do this kind of thing, kind of like that bank in southwestern Texas. You know, I'm not sure this whole social media thing is going to stick around. Um, what's the kind of vibe that you have there with your LOs and, and what kind of thoughts do you have about social media going forward in terms of being a real source for uh, getting new leads and referrals and loans? No, you know, initially pushback in, in the last five or so years, sure. In the last probably 18 to 24 months, you have gotten a lot more loan officers that are saying, uh, we, we need to focus more on SEO and SEM and how can you help me boost my social media posts and, and all of those good things. So um, I think that it's being more, it, they're realizing more and more the benefit to it. Um, but for me and my team, we, we do focus on social media a great deal, um, whether it be reaching underserved communities. That's a great way to do that. Um, whether it be promoting a particular product. Um, so for example, Ida just came through. And so we know that there's relief needed. We know that we have a renovation product that could help those individuals. So focusing on that area with social media and boosting posts or some geofencing or, um, you know, making sure that we're reaching that community in the time of need is a big deal. So um, I think leveraging it in the most appropriate way is, is best. And um, we, we've been doing that more and more. Uh, we started probably three years ago with a pretty big campaign in the Southeast and um, saw great success with it. You know, I think at some point we had about 2 million views on a show that we, we did. Um, and that was huge for a bank, you know, um, yeah. th that's not very common. <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. That's really cool. Kudos to you guys. So in terms of social media, then are you, are you, do you look at it more, at least from your team's perspective as a corporate page and corporate pages, whether it's an Instagram account or Facebook page, or do you kind of get down to that next level of, of the loan officers, the branches or the regions? 
So we do, uh, as the mortgage lending team, we do manage the primary mortgage lending page. Um, and then from there, we, we will help our individual loan officers and we will help them post on their behalf, um, leveraging a Salesforce product called Social Studio. So um, we do help manage their, their pages for them, but we let them know, you know, we, we are not here to share and like every single day. And as you know, you have to be interactive on social media in order to be seen. So, you know, making sure that they are active as well is a big deal, but we can support them to some degree. Uh, I encourage them to post at least three times a week as a place to start. And then once you start having more likes and follows at that point, you can kind of build on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a good, good strategy there. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thinking more about, you know, there's always compliance concerns with everything that you do in, in marketing for mortgages. Um, how do you balance those compliance concerns with the new workloads that come in every day, the new requests? Um, obviously you have to have a good working relationship with your compliance team. Um, talk to you a little bit about how you kind of balance those concerns a little bit. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and one that I think originators forget oftentimes marketing can, can appear to be the bad guy when we can't execute on something. Um, but, but oftentimes you have to get really creative to make things compliant. Um, we've developed a workflow that works beautifully for us. So we, we have a, um, ad request form. It's on our website. Um, you know, the loan officer fills out the details and it goes into our, um, our queue. And then we, then we put it into our project management system. So from there, my graphic designer picks it up and our content writer, uh, she will pick it up. They simultaneously work on the creative for it depending on what it is, whether it's a, a banner ad, a social media post, a print ad, a billboard. Um, and once the creative is ready to go, we actually collaborate in our project management system with our compliance um, director. So he's the, the director of lending and he'll go in and review it to make sure it's compliant. He'll provide a code that is tracked in our project management system. So we can always provide that to auditors um, and, and I know as a marketer, if I do, if I see a piece with our logo on it and there is not an approval code, I know I did not create it. I know that it was not approved. Um, so once the code is, is added to the creative, um, then we will send it to the publication or the loan officer. Um, so that's been a workflow that's worked wonderfully for us and, and all the commentary between compliance and my team is tracked. And then, you know, a large part of my role is to make sure that we are staying compliant. Um, we recently stood up a piece of software. It's called PerformLine. Um, and they, they monitor for compliance and brand um, on the, the World Wide Web. So they monitor up to about a thousand websites for us. So making sure that we're compliant in that space as well is a big deal. Yeah, that is such a huge deal to make sure what you got out there is <laughs> is correct, both from a branding and compliance standpoint. That's that's huge. So um, awesome. Well, it sounds like you've got a great relationship with with your uh, compliance team. You guys got a great process down there. And it's so incredibly important for every marketer out there. Um, 
from a big company to a small company standpoint, um, company with good resource, you know, a lot of resources come without any resources, making sure you have like very clear definition of, you know, what you can and cannot do from your compliance team um, and, and kind of forcing their hand if they're not willing to. I think there's a lot of um, compliance uh, arms that uh, refuse to kind of give, you know, clear uh, defined lines of, of what's okay and what's not so that it makes it a lot trickier for marketers to be able to create things on the fly. But if you have a really solid, um, a solid team, solid like allowances in place, it can make things a lot easier. So you don't have to constantly be going that back and forth, which sounds like you guys got that down uh, pretty well. So kudos to you on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, thinking about just you know, kind of rounding things up because we're 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 going a little long here. Um, for your average listener. Um, and by the way, if anyone's still listening to this, let me know, um, drop me a DM or something like that. Cause I'm always curious to see who stays longer than, than not. But, um, Sarah, just kind of getting a little personal here. I'm, I'm curious, like, how did you land up in the mortgage world? I'm always really curious how people end up in this, this business. That's a great question. Um, and something that I've focused a lot of my career on is, is figuring out how people get here. But um, I actually started out as a teller, a part-time teller when I was in college. Um, and really, I mean, I, I went to school for psychology. I had no desire to be in finance, much less mortgage. So um, I kind of just stumbled upon it as I worked my way through school. I, I continued to sort of um, build my knowledge in finance and in banking and um, at some point, I was offered a role as a um, a banker doing key locks and, and small business loans, and I began working closely with mortgage originators, and from there, um, I was asked to sort of take on a sales role, and, and I became a loan officer assistant and learned the business that way. Um, that is a very good way to be thrown into the, the mortgage world and learn it very quickly. Um and then from there, I actually was on the op side for a while. I was the secondary analyst. Um, so we were delivering best efforts um, and really learned how pricing worked and, and learned the back end of it. Um, and, and I've managed a few operational staffs, that sort of thing. So on the origination side, I became very familiar. Um, and, and throughout that process, you start to hear complaints and you start to hear where we're falling short and things that we can be better at. And so people would start to come to me and ask for, how can I come up with a creative approach for X? And so I just started helping our loan officers when I had spare time and when I saw a need that needed to be met. So, um, I mean, that was probably seven years ago. And um, my boss, David Mays, he's the president of my division, um, you know, basically said we need a, a full-blown marketing team. So now there's four of us. We're essentially a, a, a full advertising agency um, within our division. So just really kind of making a path and recognizing the need that was there. And, and it's not very common that you have a full marketing staff for a mortgage division at a bank. Yeah, there it's not. I think you're absolutely right. And wow, what a really cool background, Sarah. I mean, this is you've got a really unique perspective, I think. I'm I'm sure which makes you so um 
effective in your role and you know helping helping all your loan officers and, and the bank as a whole i mean i don't know too many marketers who uh have your background and also i mean i'm thinking like you got this really super holistic view even in the secondary marketing i mean you there's probably no one better <laughs> that understands every single aspect of the loan process than you at this point um which i'm sure just totally helps so that's that's really really unique um what would you say then, just as kind of like a parting thought, what would you say to you know, someone who may be listening to this, maybe thinking about getting into um, the mortgage industry? Maybe you guys are hiring for a different role or something like that. You know, someone who's outside of mortgage or outside of the financial services world that um, wants to be in marketing, but is looking at a role at a, a bank or a mortgage company, what would you say to them? I would say, you know, there is a place for it. If you can find a bank or an independent or um, a credit union for that matter that has a very robust or, or doesn't um, mortgage division, you can build upon that and, and you can leverage your background and your numbers, you know, being able to provide analytics and conversions to a, um, a market president or um, any real production manager being able to say, Hey, I'm a marketer. Look at what I've done for my customers in the past with whatever industry you were in and being able to prove your worth essentially. Um, I mean, that is a, that is where us as marketers can really grow and, and can prove our value is, you know, there was a time in marketing where you just had to trust that you were doing what the consumer would, would deem to be, beneficial and, and created leads and applications. But now we're in a world that we can prove what we have done. Um, and so providing numbers and, and leveraging the technology that we have to show what kind of ROI you can generate um, sometimes is really beneficial and, and can really put you in a good position in your career. So go for it, right? Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. <laughs> Um, I'm a, a female in a very male dominated industry. And so you, you learn to speak up and, and you learn to learn for that matter. You know, the, the mortgage world changes daily. And so making sure that, that you're keeping um, knowledge and, and that you're keeping up with the changes and, and really just sh show up, speak up um, and make sure that you're providing worth. That's awesome. Well, kudos to you for, for showing up and, and, you know, kicking butt and taking names. I think it's awesome to see you in, in this role and, and doing all these amazing things and uh, definitely a, a light and a bright spot in the industry and um, an inspiration to, to all. So thank you so much, Sarah, for, for being with us and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us today. It's been really uh, a true pleasure. Yes. Thank you, Joe. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day and keep kicking butt. Talk to you soon.